Okay, we're all set. One, two, three, look away! Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and this week I brought back my old pal Mason to join the show to talk about uh, not only the unfortunate loss of Bob Saget, but the movie Dirty Work, as per requested uh, by Mason back in the day. Mason, welcome. Hey, man, how you doing? I am doing well. Yeah, I thought uh, Dirty Work would be appropriate because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but uh, not only is Norm Macdonald the star and we lost him well, like six months ago, somewhere around there, but Bob Saget also directed it. So uh, it's it's kind of a good time that we can finally do a, a tribute to both of them. Yeah, I think it is perfect timing. Uh, and a lot of people don't know that Bob Saget was a director. Yeah. This is probably the biggest thing that he's done because his other credits aren't that great. But mm-hmm. uh, it's very surprising to see his name up on the opening credits. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, even when I watched it. So I've only seen this movie three times. And that includes just this last time I watched it. Um, I didn't even notice the first time I watched it that Bob Saget was the director. Um, I think I just... it popped up in in one of the obituaries that i read of his and was like oh well then you know we've got it's time to talk about dirty work finally meet mitch weaver hey that's my shirt in the game of life he's losing his shirt Ah! you're not fit to wear this shirt mitch can't hold a job you're fired you get a horse and live in the mountains someplace and don't bother anybody got a personality like a dead moth mitch is no good at relationships Note to self, making love to blow-up dolls, not as good as advertised. Mitch lacks people skills. Hey, that was really funny, sicking the cops on us like that. I thought it was funny, but I'm surprised you guys did, because uh, you got your asses kicked. I guess I showed you the thing or two about dirty work. But there is one thing Mitch Weaver is good at. You are the king of revenge. We should open a revenge for hire business. I think you boys can help me. Okay, settle down, prostitutes. You each get $20, and this requires no sex. Whoa, you got a dead hooker in the trunk. No, it can't be. I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life. Lord knows I have. Don't shoot this. This is not part of the commercial. Some jerk making your life miserable. You want revenge? Let us do your dirty work. Norm McDonald of Saturday Night Live. Hey, I think he's got his thumb up that dog's... Chubby Chase. What happened to your foot? When you owe Bookie a lot of money, and you say he blows off one of your toes, you still owe the money. Doesn't seem fair to me. For anyone too weak to fight back. We're in prison. You know what prisoners do to each other all the time? All right, let's go. You sure you don't want him to? For anyone who's ever landed on the bottom, <gasps> your time has come. You didn't count on my loyal army of prostitutes, did you? Are you ready for some crazy rough sex? <laughs> when I say let's go, you go. Time you shut your cake hole, Yoko. Hey, movie line. Oh, how's that look at me? He was supposed to keep driving. Dirty work. We lost both of those two this year. Uh, Tell me a little bit about, you know, Bob Saget for you. Did you watch a lot of his stuff? You know what? I I did, of course. Everybody knows him from Full House, and that was my introduction to him, the same as everybody everybody. else. But (laughs) I I do have a 
a memory of being a kid and staying at my grandma's house. And I was in another room and uh, my mom and the adults were uh, in the living room. And I could still hear what was going on on the TV. And grandma had HBO <laughs> and there was a Bob Saget special going. And so, I mean, I was I was pretty young, like six, seven years old, like when I I heard, wow, this yeah. is Danny Tanner's a pretty dirty guy here. He's filthy. My goodness. Oh my God. He's shit everywhere. There's shit everywhere. Damn it. There's shit on the windows. Oh my God. My house is full of shit. He's shit everywhere. Look what he did. He's shit all over the wall. I remember when I first, obviously it was, it was full house. That was what. I think it pretty much everybody knew him from, but the first time I heard a stand up, I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah, you're floored. Uh, I mean, just just last night before I rewatched Dirty Work, I watched his uh, 2007 HBO special. That ain't right. Mm -hmm. And he's got such a such a crazy energy to him that just the, the sickest stuff coming through his head. He's putting it out there. And then yeah. he's apologizing, putting it right back out there, apologizing, and then giving the finger, you know? Uh -huh. Yeah, that was that was pretty much his routine. And so far away from Danny Tanner, it's, I mean, I think, uh, can you imagine being somebody that didn't know that and went to one of his shows, like, parent? Such a contrast between, say, like, him and uh, his co-star, uh, Candace Cameron, now Cameron Burr. Yeah. Uh, look at, like, Say like her brother, you know, Mike Seaver were to walk in on Danny Tanner doing that, like his pants, his head would explode. Yeah. It would, it would be, it would. I would love to see that. That would be hilarious. I would too. <laughs> I hate Kirk Cameron. Yeah, I, and, and it doesn't that hurt because like when we were growing up, Growing Pains was that was like the cool show. Mike Seaver was of, a funny dude. Yeah, it's just kind of ruined now. Yeah. Ugh, it, 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 yeah, he's 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 a bit of a he's set of few things that make you realize he's a pretty garbage person yeah not a not a good dude at all um yeah. and i can't remember when you were when you were on here last time we were talking about uh, people under the stairs and i think had norm mcdonald passed away right then or was it after i mean it was pretty close around there i think it i think it was um dirty work has actually been in my top five movies for quite a while so i mean like that that was automatically like kind of one that I'd always want to do, mm -hmm. but I'm thinking the timing's probably there. It was, uh, it was back in September uh, yeah. uh, that he died. And we, I, we recorded either. We probably, we could have easily recorded in September and then I aired it yeah. I think, in early October. Cause I think it was one of the first Halloween episodes that I did. Um, yeah. I mean, God, that was so, that was such a bummer too, because Norm Macdonald, somebody I've always, his delivery was just like second to none. It was so unique and so dry and i mean i i realized watching a lot of his stuff i'm like i got a lot from him and like certain ways i deliver things and then i mean you watch dirty work and it's such a uniquely norm mcdonald thing like if you yeah. were with him if you didn't get his humor it probably didn't work but then once you did and you you're clued into that i mean that's it's so good it's hard to find that balance of dry and ridiculous and I yeah mean, he's He's done it better than anybody, I think, you know. Yeah, his just, his weekend update on Saturday Night Live was just, I still reference that stuff all the time. Usually with, you guessed it, 
Frank Stallone. <laughs> yeah. According to the EPA, it will cost an estimated $295 million to clean up toxic waste at the former Lockheed Martin military aircraft plant in California. The cause of the toxic waste? You guessed it, Frank Stallone. He was my favorite weekend update guy. Uh, I've always had a, a lot of respect and I always laugh my ass off at Norm MacDonald. Not everybody gets him. I right. think, but the ones that do really appreciate it and just, you know, love them. Yeah. Well, and then you watch like old clips and I, I remember watching it as a Saturday Night Live was on and the, the audience was always like, is that, was that funny? Was that a joke? Like there, <laughs> there's always like a second of the delay between him saying the punchline and them getting it finally. And I always thought my, my parents didn't like him. And I always thought maybe like, oh, maybe he's just not that funny or. Maybe Saturday Night Live's not that good. And then when I go back and watch it, I'm like, no, that's him. That's his delivery. Those are absolutely his hilarious jokes that it just it takes a little bit to get them sometimes. Yeah. When he uh, when he he did the uh, the roast, I mean, that was absolutely ridiculous. And of Bob just, Saget. Yeah, that was yeah. amazing. But now we come to Bob Saget. And that's why we're all here, Bob. <laughs> Bob, you have a lot of well-wishers here tonight. And a lot of them would like you to, would like to throw you down one, a well. They want to murder you in a well. And, and the way, like, in his stand-up and stuff, how, like, he'll draw, he'll draw out, you know, just the long, like, the longest, dumbest thing. And then, like, the punchline is basically that it's a terrible punchline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the way it always was. I, when he got fired, I thought it was because he said the F word on the air, but I guess it was all the OJ Simpson jokes. He said, and I didn't know that. And I love that he had been warned many times, but he just kept doing it. Yeah. Well, I got, I got a lot of respect for that too. Uh, yeah. You know, as, as someone in broadcasting, it's, it's nice to see those people uh, with the balls uh -huh. <laughs> to, to go with their guts and stick with it. Just kept going. And I, I, I saw a thing just the other day where, um, they were talking to, I can't remember who's, I think it might have been Arnie Lang was talking about one of his favorite stories that Norm told him was back when they were on SNL and Matthew Perry was on there. And they were saying that he like sort of invented sarcasm, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And somebody's like, yeah, he's a real genius. And Norm's like, what is he good at math or something? <laughs> and I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> I am so mad at myself that dirty work was something that I literally have, like I said earlier, I've only seen three times because when I originally saw it, I wasn't totally like I was saying, kind of clued in on his humor. And I was expecting because I remember in one of the previews, it said something like, oh, from the people that brought you Billy Madison and Norm Macdonald was in that. And I figured it'd be this goofy kind of Adam Sandler type movie. And it's not. So it, it and Chris Farley was in it, but it was like a, a lesser Chris Farley who wasn't in a ton. And I was expecting him to be more. So then there's all these things that I, I was expecting and then it didn't work. And then when I watched it again, I was like, this is the funniest. What is my problem? What, where have I been for these 20 plus years? And you've loved this from the beginning. Yeah, dude. Um, I mean, I saw it as a kid, like when it came out uh, on tape, you know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't go to the theater to see it or anything, but um, I, I had a tape of it, uh, you know, high school, college you know, when uh can't afford cable living on your yeah. own, like, you know, you've got just a, a stack of tapes and a VCR, like that one got a lot of play. 
I love the premise of the movie too. Just a revenge for hire business. Yeah. Uh, basically doing what the mob would do, but advertising for it. And just the most ridiculous, like juvenile pranks too, basically. <laughs> like the, the whole leaving the fish in the house and then it causes mobsters to kill each other. I mean, that scene is hilarious. They're just dropping all these fish everywhere and then they're there while there's a shootout. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so ridiculous and stupid, but brilliant at the same time. It smells like fish in here. What is that? What, what, what was that? Some sort of signal? Huh? Is that a signal? No. You wearing a wire? No. Is it that... really does smell like fish in here. You're a damn cop, ain't you? That's it. Show these guys what we do to cops. Say hello to the devil for me. Oh, yeah. And then when all the uh, all the shooting stops and then he starts just keeping pushing, putting the fish back yeah. like around. No, no, come on. <laughs> Norm MacDonald, Artie Lang play the, the best friends and kind of down on their luck. Chris Farley's there as a man that got his nose bit off by a Saigon whore, which <laughs> I had to explain that to my wife because she came in when I was watching it. She's like, what's with his nose? And I said it. And he's like, well, what was he doing? I'm like, of course you would take the Saigon whore's side on this. <laughs> I'm like, it's her job. She's a whore. Things happen. <laughs> that line in particular, like, I mean, there's people that uh, I greet and that greet me. Like, it'll be a bar or uh, there's a certain restaurant in town if I see them. There's the Saigon whore that bit <laughs> my nose off. We've, we've turned a few heads with it, but the quotes in that movie are just endless. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's so it's so funny. I I wasn't totally surprised when, you know, thinking it's it's a Norm Macdonald movie. Bob Saget directed it. It was originally supposed to be rated R and they had to edit it down to PG-13. Chevy Chase told Artie Lang that, you know, be careful for MGM. They'll probably edit it down to PG-13. He's like, oh, I don't I hope that doesn't happen. And everybody was against it, but the studio made him do it anyway. So and you can tell a couple times that uh, another joke was supposed to be said, like in the jail scene it's very clear that norm mcdonald says ass rape at one point <laughs> and they, they skip it to just that other thing well and i thought that was the the brilliance of that scene was that you know like he didn't come out and say like oh no you yeah know, like like he didn't he didn't know what was gonna happen everybody knows that how could you not know that right and the fact that they never say it out loud I, I think it's just the fact that they allude to it it, mm -hmm. it it adds a lot to the joke. You fellas have a lot of growing up to do, I'll tell you that. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Can you believe these characters? Way out of line, way out of line. Have a good mind to go to the warden about this. You know what hurts the most is the, the lack of respect. You know? That's what hurts the most. Except for the except for the other thing. That hurts the most, but the lack of respect. Hurts the second most. I actually rewinded. I'm like, wait, did I see his mouth say something completely different there? <laughs> yep, sure did. <laughs> and that's that's what's crazy about like uh, when studios want movies to be edited, it can actually help them out. Like, yeah, South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. One of the funniest songs in the whole movie is Terrence and Philip, Uncle. F yep, you know? it's great. And originally they had it. It was supposed to be. Uh, mother effer instead. oh really i didn't know that yeah and like so they kept taking it back and then they're like okay so we we can't say mother effer but we can say uncle effer 
<laughs> like that's it's like so 20 ridiculous. times funnier. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's so much better. Yeah. And the fact that it, I, it, it could have, it probably would have been better as an R movie because there's a lot more that they could have done with it. And, oh yeah. You know, this was, uh, this was an hour and 20 minutes. So, I mean, like it's on the, the lower end of feature film length, the way that they put it together. Uh, there are times where, yeah, you can tell like, okay, there, there's a skip or a jump in here. Right. Well, there's a, <laughs> there, Chevy Chase said he was impressed by the original scripts raunchy r-rated over the top tone and that's what got him to do it and then they ended up cutting it out and the funny thing is is they were told well you know r-rated comedies aren't doing that well right now so we're not going to do that it came out the same weekend as there's something about mary which oh jeez, one of the most successful r-rated comedies of all time yeah it would have been really hard to compete with that one. Oh yeah for sure um like I, I like Dirty Work better, but I I still love There's Something About Mary, too, you know? Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, easily. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that R-rated movies started becoming more popular, because mm -hmm. that was about the time, too, that, you know, uh, like, guys like us were actually old enough to, to rent them ourselves and, yeah. and whatnot, you know? American Pie came out a year later, and then that started a whole new genre of the gross out comedies which eventually i got a little tired of those especially oh, when they yeah. all came out with unrated versions which was like you have no idea why they were changed most of the time it was just a ploy to get the the dvds sold i like uh i like in the movie how norm mcdonald is just unapologetically him in that he knows he sucks at acting and he just doesn't care he just keeps going with it and i think that's the real charm of the movie it's just like this is Norm Macdonald. Take it or leave it. Hey, uh, Mitch, you're really starting to like this Kathy, aren't you? No. Mitch, I know you, man. When you say no like that, you really mean yes. What are you talking about? Watch, I'll show you. Mitch, uh, did you ever rob a bank? No. Did you ever climb Mount Everest? No. All right. Did you ever say that you can see why women find Sean Connery sexy? No. <laughs> I was thinking that, too. Yeah, he, he sucks as an actor, but... He was he was hilarious. Like a few close ups, you can see like his face twinge and you can, you know, yeah. like I mean, you can see him kind of breaking character a little. Oh, uh, definitely. Even... In the Don Rickles scene when yeah. he's berating them at the theater. And I mean, you when he's yelling at Artie Lang, you can see Norm Macdonald like trying so hard to keep it in. Swelling up as I talk to you. Look at you. How's this? How's it doing? Hello, ice cream. Having a good time <laughs> running around. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because I called your friend a fat pig, huh? You think that's funny? Oh, no, I was just laughing uh, earlier when you were talking to his belly. Yeah, and that was probably the best take they got, so they just went yeah. with it. Because <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, I mean, that's not even that funny, but it works. I, that, I think that's kind of the charm of the movie, too, is like Chevy Chase's character, who is a doctor that needs to save Artie Lang's dad, but he owes a bookie, so he needs <laughs> money from them. I mean, half the joke's, he says whether they're physical or he's spoken are dumb as hell like they're not even really that funny but it's just the way he's doing it and just the commitment of everybody in it that it it makes them work it's like this just this weird thing when he's uh when he's trying to blame the people for his gambling debt and you know boston red Sox, new england patriots <laughs> mr t <laughs> that's the best yeah and, it, and it's not exactly we're not at uh peak chevy chase mode anymore this is he was about to disappear for a little while and then eventually come back like in community, but just seeing Chevy chase 
then I was like, oh, you know what? This is this is working for me now. I I do really like it. And I loved uh, Artie Lang's dad, Jack Ward. I've loved him since the Problem Child movies. Oh, yeah. Basically Big the fan. same. Basically the same guy. Beginning of the movie. I mean, like he sets a tone with the, you know, uh, Mitch calling him creepy. Yep. Thinking that he's behind his back. But then he heard him. So he puts him in the headlock. And I love that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> the. uh He's, he's always just sitting there watching the aerobics and mm-hmm. uh, he's so excited the whole time. Like, so gross. Just a, no, the yeah. best example of a sleazy old man. Exactly. Yeah. Is that when you got into boxing? Ah, that's when I was working the stag films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should, should we talk about the locket? Go for how, it, man. <laughs> how dumb that thing, how dumb that thing was. <laughs> like, what, what are the chances you're going to take a picture, you know? And make it able to uh, see it in a locket. <laughs> so good. It pays off multiple times in the movie, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the whole, like, twist of him actually also being Norm MacDonald's dad uh, pays off multiple times throughout the movie. Yeah. I forgot about the sister joke towards the end, which I burst out laughing today because I'm like, oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. Definitely uh, a part they could have gone further in an R-rated movie, but... They they did such a good job of skirting, I think, that PG-13 line, you know, and keeping in some pretty, pretty risky stuff. And, they got away with know. a lot more than you wouldn't think they could. But I think I think probably some of those limitations too helped it, like we were saying earlier. I mean, I think that sometimes you, you have to get a little bit more creative with some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the F word, but if there's a funnier way to say it, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. Or find that one-time use is also yep. pretty effective in the movie. I think my favorite gag in the whole thing is the the first, when they're making the commercial and the dead hookers in the uh, car <laughs> just to impress the girl and steal the airtime. That scene, I could have I could have taken that joke for a, a few more minutes even. Like, I, it, that one would never get old for me. Trunk's fine. As you can see, friend, it's not small. It's a big trunk. I'll show you right here. Whoa, you got a dead hooker oh, in the trunk. What? No. It can't be. Yes, it was. It was a dead hooker. It wasn't a dead hooker! Hal, I know a dead hooker when I see one. What's happening? Hey, folks, yeah, come on hey, down. Hey, here's another dead yeah. hooker in this Shut truck. Up. Yeah, they, they draw it out. It was probably like a, it was probably like a 30 or 60 second spot that, you know, it probably lasted yeah. two minutes in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And he's doing that to uh, kind of uh, impress uh, Kathy in the movie, who's played by uh, Trailer Howard, who did a lot of stuff in the late 90s and early 2000s she was in uh me myself and irene and two guys a girl in a pizza place i think she ended up being on monk for a while but yeah very very puts it in that time frame yep the the spunky blonde short hair girl you know staple Uh, of the late 90s early 2000s yeah one thing that one thing that i kind of thought was funny was you know her grandmother that she talked about and she's like up 60 years old and still going strong and it's like really that's your grand like norm looks like he's 45 at this point like how old how old of characters are they playing yeah (laughs) i like how they're they're aiming to get the fifty thousand dollars for their dad's heart surgery they spend all that money on the storefront this is dirty work ink i love i love just the 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 blank loco on there (laughs) yeah do you know how much that sign would cost that's not cheap (laughs) (laughs) no not even close another gag i thought was funny is the bar fight, like in the beginning, that then leads to them dressing up like cops. That gives them <laughs> my, the idea for the uh, the dirty work business. I just love Norm McDonald on the phone. Hi, real cops? Yeah. 
I laughed my ass off on the rewatch last night on just that part, you know, and there's fake cops going around. Yeah. <laughs> just the turnaround there. Uh, and I like that they're not really even doing much other than just like watching it all sort of happen. Yep. <laughs> Norm goes to punch the guy and he can't throw a punch, but it's a good thing he's got Artie Lang around. And I thought the two of them worked really well together too. It was just the odd pairing, tall, skinny guy, shorter, fat guy. It just, it's a pairing that works every time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's the smart, he's the smart one. Uh, yeah. The dumb, tough one, you know, right. Uh, I, the, the note to self was always a joke I loved on Saturday night live. So I loved that it was back in this one again. They were always good. Oh yeah. Always good. Quick little jokes. Done quite a few of those note to selfs myself. Yep. <laughs> I have as well, especially yeah. watching Saturday night live. Cause I mean, he did it on there quite a bit. There's a few things like in movies like this that it's kind of crazy to see them, you know, like borrow jokes, you know, mm-hmm. for like from Saturday Night Live, even if it's not a Saturday Night Live movie, putting it in there. Yeah. Um, kind of like how if a stand up comic makes a movie, there's a lot of times you'll have some of his stand up jokes. Oh, yeah. Built I, into the script. TV shows, too. I mean, yeah, that's what that's like all Seinfeld was in the beginning was his stand up in the beginning that then relates to the actual show. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I mentioned Howard Stern earlier. He was supposed to be in the movie, too. He was going to be Satan, but then turned it down. So Adam Sandler took it. He's unaccredited in that movie. Yeah, correct. I just saw that. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of a comedy nerd. Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember looking through the credits like, OK, why isn't Sandler in here? You know? Yeah. But it was crazy how many awesome cameos, you know, there was in this. Uh, John Goodman was in it. Yeah. And um, like the most throwaway scene. Like, he just introduces the guy at the end of the movie in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary Coleman. A couple of those SNL writers playing the homeless guys. I like that yep. because it's another one of my, hey, homeless guys, I'll give you a dollar each. Yeah. Like, and I, I love walking through the theater. Oh, did you fart? Oh, no, that was me from earlier. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That whole that whole theater scene uh, it was a good way to build the the end there. Um, you know, bringing back Chris Farley's character. Wrangling, uh, uh, what was it, skunks? Yeah. In the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king. But in the land of the skunks, the man with half a nose is king. <laughs> like Such a weird character. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, you know, talking about his uh, his roommate at the Y. And yeah. You're just getting your nose bit off by a Saigon whore. Like, of course, Chris Farley's last last movie. Um I and you know I thought he was really funny in it again when I watched it like it just it, that that sucks too I, I hate that it, it was his last one and so many good people involved in this one are no longer here it's awful yeah that it that is crazy yeah director star um, co star uh, mm-hmm. yeah I mean Jack Jack Ward's gone Chevy Chase might as well be Artie Lang said he was a little nervous about working with Chevy Chase because uh, he had heard so many kind of bad stories about how. Chevy can be kind of nasty behind the scenes, and I guess they got along great. I, I, I hate hearing the stories that Chevy Chase wasn't always the nicest guy on set. Yeah, that is a bummer because I mean, there's so much stuff that he was awesome and hilarious in. You know, he had his own style that uh, worked well for him for a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah, and I, I, it just didn't develop. I think where it needed to go. Like, yeah, it just kind of stayed the same, and after a while, that style just kind of didn't work anymore i i even liked it to the point 
granted in let's see in 91 i would have been nine so i still liked it up until uh nothing but trouble do you enjoy that movie too i feel like you might like that movie too yeah i didn't see that one until uh you know probably like i was i was a grown-up so i mean i i saw it after 10 years after it came oh out. wow yeah i saw it when i was a kid and i i never i didn't get exactly how weird that movie was i just thought it was just a strange one but i didn't really get like okay you've got all these stars in it what the hell were they thinking T- making tupac movie? shakur man yeah strange movie but yeah chevy i loved him in his early stuff like i love vacation all the well almost all the vacations i don't really like european but um that one had boobs in it though so did the first so, one yeah yeah that one did too but it was rated r that's one thing i thought was crazy about like the european vacation it had way more boobs than the first one yeah um, i got away with it somehow yeah pg-13 because it's european probably the european uh movie rating there loved that i loved uh fletch and uh the first fletch I, i've never really seen the second one i don't think i think oh, i've only ever sucks. seen the first one yeah, so I'm not really yeah. missing much on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same jokes, but, you know, I mean, yeah, it's the same jokes, and they're not nearly as funny. Uh, I mean, any just about anything that rips on an evangelist, it, it kind of focuses on that. Like, he, you know, he exposes, like, that a little bit. And I, right. I love that part of it. And I, just so, so much of the repeat junk, you know. And I think that's one of the things I liked, you know, with with him and Dirty Work is it's very much Chevy Chase doing a Chevy Chase, but with material that's, you know, at least partially based on something Norm Macdonald wrote. And they just <laughs> sort of both had that at their time and in his prime, they both sort of had that really dry kind of odd delivery of things. And it just kind of I thought they meshed well together his the writing and the and Chevy Chase being Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah. The uh what happened to your arm? Well, it was either from sleeping on it wrong or bookmakers throwing me out of a speeding car. Like, <laughs> it's hard finding a line that isn't funny in that movie, I think. Yeah. You know, even just, you know, a lot of the subtleties. And I mean, you even get some good action in there, you know, with like the uh, the bar fight and everything. Yeah. You get the bar fight. Norm MacDonald gets thrown out of a window, although I'm fairly certain that was not Norm MacDonald. <laughs> it, it probably wasn't him getting tossed in those dumpsters uh, yeah, either. And he just pops right back up. Yeah, just ragdoll. <laughs> the bar scene where Chris Farley goes up to the machine, he, you know, he's getting ready. All right, yeah, you know, <laughs> playing something good. <laughs> Street fighting man, G7. You just hit G8. <laughs> and Pina Colada song, it's so good. And, and now I think that's even a better song to get in a bar fight to, really. I mean, <laughs> a lot of a lot of great things about that movie. I mean, I love that uh, we were able to, you know, get together and talk about it again. And I loved watching it again. And I like it seriously has been I watched it the day Norm Macdonald passed away. And then I watched it yesterday and a little bit this morning. And like, I, so that's twice in what, like six months. I, I plan on watching it a couple more times. It's on HBO Max right now. So it's very easy to to catch. I, have you ever seen the movie Screwed? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. I just heard about it today, and I watched the trailer. Like, oh, it almost seems like a, a second dirty work. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, it's funny. It's it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. To me, it's not nearly as good, um, right. which is kind of surprising because, I mean, it's got, you know, Dave Chappelle yeah. is his co-star in it. and uh, I mean, Danny Sherman DeVito. Helmsley, his character's really funny in it. Uh, Danny DeVito, yeah. Uh, I watched the trailer. I thought it looked kind of funny. I might have to rent it because it's not streaming yeah, it's, anywhere it, currently. It's worth a watch, but low expectations is what yeah, you're saying. 
it's kind of like the comparison. Um, all right. So you love Tommy boy, right? I know. I think I know where this is going. Yep. Yeah. How'd you feel about black sheep? Like, uh, yeah, not quite. Not as yeah. good. I mean, it's There's... funny. It's, it's worth a watch or two, but yeah, no, it's, it doesn't touch. That was always kind of the thing with, with Chris Farley too. Like I love Tommy boy, but there was never really anything as good that came afterwards. I mean, I like so much of the stuff that he does. I think his performances are always fun, but like his movies were never quite as good as Tommy boy. No, it, he might've peaked with that one, yeah. you know, which I mean, honestly, that could have had something to do with why he kept partying as much as he did, you know, yeah, like realizing like, Oh, you know, shoot, am I going to be able to, you know, get back up there? Like, I was really disappointed in Beverly Hills Ninja. That was one that I, I for some reason, I was like, I bet that's going to be really good. <laughs> I think that was the first time I was like, no, that one's not that good. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, I never, I actually never saw that Western that they did. Like, I was a huge Chris Farley fan. I never saw the one that he did with uh, Matthew Perry. Almost Heroes. Is that what that one is? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've got a couple friends that absolutely love that movie. And I'm like, I don't get it. How do how do you love that movie? They're like, it's hilarious. I'm like, is it though? But they're, you know, a good five, six years younger than me. So maybe it hit them at the right time. Like when Tommy boy came out for me that it might've, it might've worked, but I, I don't know. I've, I've thought about going back and watching that too, but I don't know. I don't trust their opinion. <laughs> you know, as we were talking about you know, some comedians that kind of stay the same, it's a lot harder for a physical comedian. If they stay the same, I mean, you, you see Chris Farley flapping around in clothes that are too small mm-hmm. enough times. You're just kind of over it, you know, yeah, it, it loses becomes its less funny. Unless yeah. it's in Tommy boy, then it's still funny every time. Oh yeah. Right. You do it in something else. It just, it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, Tommy boy had a lot of heart to it though, too. Yeah, it did. You know, it like, uh, dirt, dirty work. There wasn't a whole lot of message in there, you know, no. <laughs> like, uh, well, it's there just was, people. <laughs> yeah. Tommy boy. I mean, they had the, you know, with with his dad dying and all that, like yeah, yeah it worked. Were... I think uh, with getting back to dirty work, right? But right before we're done, I think my one of my favorite things about it is the ending narration, where he's just like, "All right, that's it." <laughs> so yeah, Doctor Farthing paid off the bookies, but they beat him to death anyway. That's it. Bye. So, so he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> his delivery of so he's dead makes me laugh every time. And then all right. That's it. Bye. <laughs> it's the best way to end the movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It like, it did almost seem like they were running short on time. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like a quick, like, ah, oh, crap, we got to end this. Yeah. And which is funny because the thing's only an hour and 22 minutes long. Like, it's a really quick watch. So I don't know how much time they were given, but it, it seemed like such a hurry up thing. But again, for some reason, just the way he did it, it worked. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I don't think anybody else could uh, could pull anything like that off. No, I think it was a smart decision on his part or Bob Saget, whichever one came up with that idea. I mean, it just it works so well. Yeah. And no one else could have done it. But but Norm Macdonald, just the way he delivered it. And he's just like, yeah, I'm not an actor. So enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bob Saget was probably pretty lazy on this. I don't think there was a whole lot he probably had to do. You no, know, I saw him in an interview. He was talking about. um Norm Macdonald, like, so he did the ro- the roast of Bob Saget, like we were saying earlier. His part was actually like almost twenty minutes long, apparently. Norm Macdonald's, and he's like, "So I just got done 
you know, direct, I directed him before in dirty work. So I kind of got back to being the director sitting in my chair of being roasted and was like, okay, we need to kind of wrap this up and <laughs> maybe swear a little bit. Cause he said, he talked to him on the phone. He's like, I don't want to swear. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be mean to you or cuss. He's like, just, you know, just say like once. See, if you can just fit it in there, that'd be great. He's like, so I felt like I was directing him, roasting me, getting it to go. He goes, but we just knew each other so well. And I knew how to get something out of him. <laughs> yeah, man. Two, uh, two guys that I've, I've enjoyed a lot of their work and, uh, I'm, I'm bummed that they won't be putting any more out. Yeah, it sucks. So they're dead. All right. Bye. The Rewatch podcast is an alpha media production. I was laughing so hard. I almost my pants. <laughs> almost. <laughs>